from News Hub, it's the Fierce Fitness Podcast with Nats Levy. Expert health advice to help you live your best life. Welcome to the Fierce Fitness Podcast and in today's episode we are looking at both the future and the past. We are talking all about restorative therapies. Are they all the rage and should we be factoring them into our health lives? Now the wellness and health space has recently shifted dramatically into what are being termed restorative therapies. We're talking about practices like saunas, infrared light beds, cold water immersion, sound therapy healing and so much more. And today's guest is someone who is well versed in both the chemical science of healing and health as much as she is experienced in restorative therapies. Sarah Higgins, pharmacist, has completed further study in nutritional and environmental medicine, and she's also herself suffered from chronic health conditions, which led her to this path of alternative therapies. She set up a beautiful space in Auckland, New Zealand, really focused on these restorative therapies called HANA, and she is here with the Fierce Fitness Podcast today. Welcome to today's episode. We are so looking forward to chatting the future and I guess the past, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Nats. It's great to be here. So um, I was, you know, I should have known because you're a smart woman, but I was really surprised when you said, oh, I'm actually a pharmacist. I was like, how does a pharmacist, which to me seems like science on science on science, pivot into what to me seems like wacko, wacko, wacko. (laughs) How did that happen? How did you get into restorative therapies? Um, So it was probably mostly my um, own health journey um, that I've been on that led me from being like a pharmacist working originally in a retail pharmacy then to working um, in more of a specialised area called compounding where we made customised medicine for people um, that wasn't available in a normal pharmacy. And then through this journey, I guess I um, developed some chronic health issues and realised that um, the job that I had wasn't going to be sustainable long term and I needed to look at something else and where my passion lies is helping people with their health and so through the um, health issues that I was having I came across infrared saunas originally and I was told about them by my naturopath some years ago Um, but at the time I just found it really hard to find them and to find places where you could go or um, like a nice relaxed environment and at this point when I was looking to pivot in my career, I came across um, businesses overseas that were doing something like this. And I thought, oh, you know, no one's doing that in New Zealand. Um, and I wanted to make it easy for people. I wanted to make it easy to take time out of our busy lives and come and do something that was really nourishing for them and could help them on their own health journeys. Mm, interesting because I mean already you've referenced so many things I'd like to pick up such as like chronic health issues mm-hmm. and um, busy lives but maybe we should start and take it like all the way back like what is a restorative therapy I know you've talked about the infrared just there but mm-hmm. what are what are these things that we're hearing about what's involved there yeah so the, I mean there's I guess there's a lot of different restorative therapies at um, HANA we we offer infrared saunas um contrast therapy which is an infrared sauna and an ice bath and it involves going between the two um, hot and then cold a couple of times and then we also have um, our red and infrared light therapy Um, there are other restorative therapies I guess um, if you were to look more at like the mind body and 
you know, a lot of people are already well versed in the benefits of like meditation and even, you know, yoga and more um, slow forms of moving your body as opposed to the sort of original way that we, you know, you see exercise as being quite intense and go, go, go. And I think with our busy lives now, everything is just so busy and it's like, it's sort of been quite cool to be busy, you know, like you're like, how are you, you know, how's it going? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm really busy. And people have like for a long time thought of that as a good thing. And now I think we're starting to realise that that's not necessarily a good thing and our bodies just aren't coping so much with that. And there's so much chronic illness, there's so much burnout. And so I guess the restorative therapies are really needed for people to, come back to themselves and um, take that time out so that they don't end up burning out. Yeah, it definitely has noticed. And I've definitely I've noticed the shift in the last three years, if not longer, but um, to the glorification of a busy life, mm. I guess. And it's like there's, there's now this huge swing to what I'm calling like the slow down movement, mm. which I don't think is new information. And when I look at restorative ther- therapies and when I was researching for what we were going to talk about, I was like, infrared sauna, ha, huh, that's interesting. And then I read about saunas and I was like, well, actually – for many, many years in many different cultures, we've had the principle or the component of sauna in some description. So infrared sauna is a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not necessarily just getting like in a really hot room or a hot box and sweating it out. How does infrared sauna differ from what we might see as a traditional sauna yeah. concept? Um, yeah, so the infrared sauna, the, they're heated by um, infrared light at a, you know at the spectrum that produces heat so it's invisible light so you when you walk into the sauna you can't it's it's not like you can see this light shining on you that's producing heat um, and the difference is that it heats your body directly rather than just heating the air around you so the air will feel nice and warm but um, often when you go into traditional sauna you're sort of hit with this like, Hot air can be sometimes a little hard to breathe and you sort of start sweating instantly Um, and the temperature is pretty high and you can generally only stay in there for five minutes. You know, maybe some seasoned pros can stay in for 15 or 20 minutes. And then the infrared feels a lot more gentle and the heat slowly builds in intensity. So you might go into the sauna in the first um, 10 or 15 minutes, you don't even start to sweat, but then you stay in for sort of 40 minutes um, and by the end you're sweating from every crevice. <laughs> <laughs> what a great visual. Okay, I love that. And Because I, I have tried the infrared sauna as well as a traditional sauna and I was very interested in the concept of how the infrared sauna is better. But it seems like, so we're he- we're heating up our internal thermostat mm-hmm. so the body does take time to heat up. Because um, when I was looking at infrared, I, I realised, well, and this is a person who featured in another podcast, Mr. Kellogg, he was playing around in the wellness space and was one of the kind of first pioneers of this different type of sauna. Um, you know, and I know it helped you on your journey. What about someone, you know, they're listening to this, they're like, oh, this sounds brilliant. I'd love to try this infrared sauna, but I live in the middle of the mountains and there's just no access to this for me. What what could they do to try and reap some of the benefits of the infrared sauna or a sauna process? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess if you think about the the deep sweat, I mean, a lot of the other ways you would get that from are from exercise um, or like even if you could 
if you had access to like a hot yoga, like that kind of thing, often, actually often yoga studios are heated with infrared heat. So it's that same kind of... I did not know that. Yeah, there's a lot of, like a lot of the um, hot yoga studios, that's infrared heat panels that they use to heat Mm. the air. Um, Because people go nuts for that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they're thriving off the yoga or the infrared? (laughs) Probably a bit of both. (laughs) Um, And then... I know that we're sort of taught to avoid sun exposure because of the, you know, um, cancer issues. But that that's actually also like the infrared from the saunas is actually one of the wavelengths that comes from the sun. So often I'll say to people, they're like, what does it feel like in an infrared sauna? And I'm like, if, if you could imagine yourself lying on the beach in Europe where it's really nice dry heat and it's quite hot, it's maybe like 40 degrees, that's what the sauna feels like. Uh. That really nice intense but dry heat. Okay, so we are replicating, we're trying to, in a man-made fashion, replicate the benefits of nature. Mm. Wow. Okay, that's so cool. And I guess um, how it can come into place with lifestyles that we talked about that are super busy now and super switched on all the time is that if your body is really stressed out, whether it's work, whether it's exercise, whether it's lifestyle stress, rather than going and doing more exercise, which would probably mm. be more cortisol and stress mm. for your body, and, you know, you wanted to have... Um, the health benefits of something like this, infrared could be something where you're doing good for your body. Um, And it should be, I guess, seen as a bit of training. Mm. Yeah, I think it's definitely like an active recovery, I Mm. think, because you still get that intense sweat, but you're not getting that aerobic. I mean, your heart rate does go up a little bit in a sauna, but it's not obviously the same as going for a 40-minute run. Mm. Um, And I think it's a really nice way for people to have that – like maybe it's like their rest day, but they still want to sweat. Um, another thing that has really, um, I've noticed that people are asking a lot of questions about is this idea of cold immersion therapy and ice baths. And I've heard of this before in terms of um, sport professionals and they'd have an ice bath for recovery. Um, and it seems uh, what Wim Hof, when it came out, was super popular with people and I saw everybody jumping in their little parapools para full of ice. Um, and now there's this concept of um, using this cold water therapy as a contrast with the saunas as well. Talk to us a little bit about um, contrast therapy and cold immersion therapy. Yeah, so the I, I guess contrast therapy has actually been around for a while, but uh, I think it sort of most people think of it as like going between like a cold bath and a hot bath. Mm. So, you know, you might especially athletes, they'll go, they'll get in the, you know, the ice bath and then they'll maybe hop into a hot tub. Whereas our contrast therapy is involves the sauna and the ice bath. Um, the benefits are, yeah, there's a lot of them, but yeah. <laughs> I guess in terms of like a fitness recovery aspect, they are really, really good for inflammation and pain. So re- like the muscle recovery We'll get clients that, you know, they've had a hard training session and they'll come and have the sauna ice bath and completely eliminates all of their, like, post-workout muscle pain or... How does that work? Is it just that the body, like, pulls the blood in? Is that the right way to term it? Yeah, the, Not yeah. Really? No, you're giving me a strange... <laughs> well, look. the okay. technical... Yeah, I mean, the technical... Yeah, I guess it's, like, the, um, the like, vasoconstriction. That's the word? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's 
yeah, I guess that's part of the part of it. Yeah. yeah. So it does seem like once again we're kind of using the body's natural tendency to heal, but mm-hmm. assisting it. Mm-hmm. So. I guess like causing that dynamic and quick vasoconstriction because the blood is very healing and Mm. and the circulation is what we want to happen. We all know that nutrients travel on our blood and things that we want to get rid of travel on the blood to get to be eliminated from the body. So is it fair to say that perhaps this um, water immersion therapy or going really cold just kind of vasoconstricts or pulls the blood to where it's needed? Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, What are the parameters around cold immersion? Like, I mean, can we just put an ice pack on our leg I think there's like there's lots of different ways you can do it I mean you can go for a swim in the ocean in the middle of winter like it's no one ever did that and felt bad afterwards you know (laughs) you you know you might find it really hard to get into the water um but once you're in there and you know you spend maybe a couple of minutes maybe only 30 seconds um screaming as you go in and out (laughs) but you always feel better afterwards Uh. You know, yeah. your brain is alert, you feel fresh, you feel, like, energised. Yeah. And I think that's how people feel coming out of the ice bath at Hana. It's, like, this very intense, like, euphoric feeling, I guess. And yeah. euphoric's a good way to put yeah. it. I mean, when I watch their response, once again, on social media, um, it's like they've just come out of this big party. Mm. Like, they're, they're super proud of themselves and they're, like, super elated. It's it's very strange to watch as an observer. Um, but I imagine that endorphin k- kind of kicks in, like, like you'd be doing an exercise. You yeah. know, I feel good when I exercise. And I think there's also the, like, mental resilience that you get from hopping in the ice bath and training your body to feel okay for a couple of minutes. Like we'll get some people in that will say, how did it go? And they're like, oh, I could only last 10 seconds. And then they come back again and they're like, oh, I did so well. I could do a minute and a half this time. And I think like that pushing your body just through that uncomfortable feeling out the other end and you actually can feel... So you focus on your breathing and obviously there's the Wim Hof element as well that we do have some clients that definitely you can hear them practicing the Wim Hof in And that's there. like a, I mean, I know that's a very specific technique with breathing and yes. everything. Probably with the way I referenced it, didn't do it enough justice and people train in this, right? Yes, yeah, they do. But even just if you just focus on long, slow, deep breaths while you're in the cold water, you can actually bring your drop your heart rate down really nice and low and it's very mentally relaxing. So I actually often I'll go and have an ice bath in the morning and you feel really nice and calm and it's I find it really good for stress. Mm. Cuz that was my um, yeah. big question is like you know, jumping into an ice bath or jumping into a very cold ocean stresses me out. How can this <laughs> practice be relaxing? But I guess when you say reference it with breath, like breath is life. Mm. And if we're slowing down our breathing rate, there is something relaxing in that. And I love that you um, alluded to the mental resilience required mm. uh, for people to stay in this thing. Because, mm. yeah, can like when I think about it at home, um, if you, like I don't have a bath, um, can I just jump in a cold shower? Yeah, that's still going to give you some benefits as well, especially at this time of the year because the water coming out of the tap is significantly colder than it was two or three months ago. Yeah, definitely. So it's, down, it's about 15 degrees coming out of the 
um, cold tap now, whereas okay. in the middle of summer it's about 23 degrees, I think. And what, what was the recommended temperature or what do you keep your ice baths at? Six degrees. Six degrees, okay. So six, six and a half. Maybe mm. then when I'm doing the maths like this, if I can do 15 degrees <laughs> in my cold shower, then maybe I could be brave enough to sit in six degrees. Definitely. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> lifestyle tips. If, you know, once again, if we came to that person living in the middle of a mountain, they could ha- perhaps have a glacier lake mm-hmm. they could jump in. Yep. Um, and not that we're saying please go and jump in the glacier, like health and safety first, but <laughs> it's that same sort of principle. And what you've done, um, I guess, with your space is – once again, we come back to people, busy lives, you know, um, modern therapies, making it easily accessible for someone to try something different so that their body can feel better, feel more energized mm-hmm. and come back to a place of health. Yep. Great, great. I think the body has an incredible ability to heal itself if it's given the right environment. Um, and I think that's what we need to get back to is the really simple things like, you know, good water, good air, you know, like sort of cleaning everything up so that our body can have the right tools just to heal itself. Mm, yeah. And I so, I mean, I was saying this to someone else as well. It's interesting. Every person that I've had talking in an element of expertise in the area for the podcast has always come back to that same point. Our bodies are incredible. They will do their thing. You just need to listen to them and mm. give them time to heal if they need it and mm. just let them follow their own processes that they know what to do. Mm. But we get in our way. Okay, um, oh, look, really good. I, what I'm loving, and you can jump in and correct me at any stage, but what I'm hearing and what I'm loving about this is the restorative therapies, like we knew, aren't something new. It's just that they're um, kind of like the anti-go-fast, go-fast, uh, you know, movement. Um, so it's slow down movement almost because we have lived so hard, so fast, glorified being busy for so long that we do have people that aren't feeling so great or they do have chronic conditions. And these restorative therapies are a really good one for people to put in um, to help their body heal itself. And it's deep cellular levels and it's sometimes it is accelerating what would be happening already through nature, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So you people can be really proactive in terms of getting the benefit and making their lifestyle in the body into something which is a little bit more sustainable and definitely better for them, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, and what I also love that you've shared is that, yes, we do have these alternative therapies, which you can go to a place to service and stick to your schedule. And perhaps that's recommended if you are in a place of feeling terrible or your body needs that assistance big time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll know that, it, you know, if your body doesn't feel great but there's also things we can do at home to try and integrate into our life to help our body's recovery um, and to help us feel a little bit better so whether that's for my case jumping in the cold shower or that sun exposure like getting that vitamin d and that light exposure Mm -hmm. Um, but if we do want to reap the true benefits of these therapies then um, going to something like um, the infrared sauna Mm -hmm. or going to something like the light bed um, or jumping in the ice bath can uh, exponentially quantify that recovery and that benefit. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. If you do have something you'd like to chat about on the Fierce Fitness podcast, you can always email email us at fiercefitness at newshub.co.nz. We've come to the section, Sarah, which is everybody's favorite. <laughs> Pretty much what happens is I just go out to everyone and say, hey, what do you want to know? We've got someone talking about this. What are your questions? And they fire through their responses. All right. We've already dealt with one. It was the rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. So it was really good to hear response there. The other thing has the questions that have come up has been parameters. So it was like, I don't have an infrared sauna. Can I just jump in a regular sauna? How long should I sauna for? Yeah, so with the if it's a regular sauna, um, I mean, sort of just how you how long you can last. I th- I think I don't regular sauna very often, so I think you know fifteen minutes is good with the infrared sauna. Sort of forty forty five minutes. Obviously, when you first start out, it's a good idea to do a little less than that. But basically, the idea is once you start sweating that's when the benefits start happening. So if it takes you 30 minutes to start sweating, you need to stay in a bit longer. Whereas if you're sweating after 10 minutes, then maybe, you know, 30, 35 minutes is long enough. So could I be in a tropical country, assuming that we open a bubble to Samoa <laughs> and sweat and yeah. get benefits? Yep. Amazing. It's why I love going to tropical destinations. Yep. Ah, oh, I'm a born heat seeker. Yes, yeah. I knew it. <laughs> okay, so feel the sweat. That's when the benefit comes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Uh, and the other thing that came up, okay, was um, uh, what about this light? Um, I've used it for facials. Um, how would I use it on my body? And I guess this is talking about the thing that looks like the sunbed but is not a sunbed. Yes, that's right. Tell us about that. So that is, um, yeah, you're right, it does look like a sunbed and people are sort of come in and they're like quite horrified to think that we'd have a sunbed in our premises. Um, but yeah, it's just got wavelengths of red and, and near-infrared light and that is um, pretty straightforward. You just lie in there 20 minutes. And yeah, I mean, in terms of whether you could get benefits without um, having coming and using that bed that's quite a tricky one because you've got those wavelengths in the spectrum of the sun but you've also got the issue with the sunlight that you've got the, the sort of damaging UV rays that are quite aging mm. so you know we used to live you know, our lives outdoors and now we live our lives inside. So that's sort of where this treatment comes in because we're just not getting enough of that exposure to the sun, even at times of the day when the UV index isn't high. You know, Mm. we're not getting that morning sun because we're jumping in our cars and going to the gym and then going straight to work and we're we're hardly seeing the light, especially in winter. Mm. So that's sort of where this light bed comes in and the benefits around that because you don't have any of the harmful UV rays. And I guess unless we've, uh, you know, been an inventor and ma- found a magic way to take the sunlight and, you know, ourselves, get mm-hmm. that good stuff mm-hmm. in and a, a get rid of the bad stuff, then you couldn't really do this at home. Yeah. I mean, you can get that vitamin D and that sunlight exposures we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, but this seems like a very different uh therapy as this was one that you probably do need that specialist yes but they do actually make there are companies out there that make panels for home use ah so yeah you can it's a bit more um 
difficult in that the panels are usually smaller, so you've sort of got to rotate your body around. You know, it would take a long time in my case. I'm six foot two. Here's my arm. Yeah. So yeah, especially, but there are companies out there that do actually make panels for home use. Okay, so it was a really good idea, um, but it's already been done. I guess you're thinking about (laughs) (laughs) separating the sunlight, starting a company. Okay, good to know. And just to be clear, that this light bed is very different from the infrared sauna. Yes. Okay, so the sauna, infrared sauna is the one that heated us up internally yep. and the light bed is one where we're taking the healing properties of light, um, eliminating the bad stuff mm-hmm. from the sun and the healing properties of light that can induce all the benefits you talked about. Yes. Okay, great. Um, all right, another question it was, oh, how often should I sauna and do this cold immersion therapy? Yeah, that's a great question. We get asked that all the time. It depends on what you're trying to achieve. So if you just sort of want to give yourself a bit of self-care every now and then. Maybe you'd come and do it once a month just for a nice little sort of treat yourself moment. For people who've got any kind of issues they're really working on, you might be coming once a week or even twice a week. Okay. Good to know. Um, and the real popular one, which we've already talked about, is it's really expensive or I don't live anywhere near these sorts of places. What can I do at home? So we've talked about you can have a cold shower or yep. if you have a bath, have a cold bath. If you live near a lake, jump in the lake. Yep. Um, we've already talked about the panels that you could possibly mm-hmm. buy if you want to do that light therapy. Um, sauna, infrared sauna. Yeah, that's a tricky one. Sauna. Build one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can – I mean, you can do that. But obviously, that also costs money. But, mm. I mean – I think if you were to think of like the long-term benefits of saunas and even there's even a huge amount of difference in terms of how often you sauna and there's been studies done that have shown even like a huge increase in um, reduced mortality, I guess, from saunering like five to six times a week as opposed to once a week. And ultimately, we're just trying to get that sweat up, as yeah. we talked about, mm-hmm. right? Um, oh, man, tropical holidays sounding so good. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, this one's a really good one. I live in Rotorua, uh, geothermal activity hub of New Zealand. Can I just go in these mud pools? I mean, I think there's a lot of benefits to that, but it's not the same as the infrared sauna benefits. Yeah. And if, like, you're a real busy, 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 stress, 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 you know, that picture of fight, flight lifestyle, um, would it be too stressful if the temperature's too high? Definitely. Yep. We've had people come in who've got, yeah, burnt, they're burnt out and they've got adrenal fatigue or um, other sort of chronic fatigue issues and they've gone too hard too fast and not felt well. Mm. So you sort of do have to be careful with that and do the lower temperature, not stay in for the whole duration and just build yourself up slowly to getting up to that level. Mm, That's great advice because, um, you know, I can empathise with anyone in that sort of situation. And if you are thinking more is more is more, which, you know, let's face it, stereotypically, someone who's burnt out, chronic fatigue, busy lifestyle, they are a more is more Mm. is more sort of person. Um, So that conversation is really important to have someone and for people to know that less is less is best. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, Oh, final question. You're a pharmacist. Can I just take a pill? (laughs) I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? I don't know. So that's, this is probably quite an interesting answer for someone who's a pharmacist. Um, But I think... Even so, whether you were going to take a supplement or 
prescription medicine. Whereas, yeah, it comes back to that like busy lifestyle. You don't get all the other benefits, right? If you just try and take a pill or a supplement, you're not um, giving your body time to, you know, restore and relax. And I think there's so many benefits. We have so many clients that come in and they just need that self-care. They just need that 45 minutes away from their kids or their job or their life, you know, and you can't get that if you just take a pill. Um, And I also think that even just the supplement industry these days is very um, overloaded, I guess. There's just like, there's so many more and more supplements and if this is wrong with you, just take a supplement, but it's okay because it's natural or it's, you know, but we can't just keep taking supplements to fix us. We need to slow down, you know, really look at. I definitely, when I think about some people that I know, it's like cupboards full of supplements. Mm -hmm. It's like you could build a meal on a plate full of these supplements whereas what I feel is that that's just a band-aid you're not addressing the root cause yeah and whether you can get into um, a purpose-built facility like Hannah or you're somewhere that you don't have that access it's about scheduling that self-care time mm. and doing something or trying something um, that might not feel like more is more is more and could actually feel like less is less is less but it's that slow down movement yeah even just putting a 20-minute meditation on your phone and lying there listening to it. I mean, that's that's free. That's not going to cost you anything. Um, and, yeah, I actually was at my doctor's the other couple of weeks ago and um, I was talking about that I'm just a little bit tired at the moment. She was like, oh, do you want something to support your adrenals? And I was like, no, actually, I just need to, I just need to put a f- few more steps into my week to slow down and to you know, to, to do a bit more Pilates and, and or yoga and rather than just taking more supplements, mm. you know, to... It's another interesting conversation, isn't it? Like, not that we're advocating don't see your doctor or anything, but um, sometimes the solution is not always a fast one um, and we have to be a little bit more patient. And mm. if we do look to history and we look to our roots as people, um, then we do realise that our lifestyles now, we've never been more on. Mm. ever been more on um not saying that i'm not negating any stress from the past because there's definitely stressful elements in everybody's history um but we're always on and you know it does seem like we've stepped away from that balanced lifestyle and that's where um some of these modern illnesses and ailments come from Mm -hmm. so it's a very interesting talk in itself i believe yeah even just a lot of the comments that we get after people have used the light bed um they're like oh i just feel so relaxed and just like not looking at my phone for 20 minutes. That's an interesting comment, right? Like we've forgotten that feeling of relaxation. Yeah. And, and almost that guilt that comes to when you do feel Yeah, relaxed. and just like, I don't, know if, I don't know about you, but you you know, you get home and you sit down on the couch and you're like, oh, I'll just turn the TV on. And then you just pick up your phone. Oh, yeah. And you just start scrolling. Yeah. And you, why do we do that? It's just this habit. It's just habitual, right? So mm. I think actually apart from all the health benefits of the treatments one of the big ones for people is not doing anything else not having their phones with them you know yeah yeah don't take your phone with you in your cold immersion bath yeah. you might drop it and wreck <laughs> yeah. it and you certainly well in my case imagine my big six foot two long body trying to scroll on my phone <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah don't do it no 
Okay, so many fabulous tips. And what I really love is that it's not just about if you can get to a place to serve as a function your health. It's um, little things that we might be able to do if we don't have the money or we don't have the um, location to be able to take on board some of these restorative therapies. So that was Sarah Higgins, who is the a pharmacist and the founder of HANA uh, Restorative Therapy Space here in Auckland. You can contact her through Instagram at hana.space.nz and at Sarah Higsey, S-A-R-A-H-I-G-S-Y. Is there any other way that people can reach out to you? Um, our website, hana.nz, so H-A-N-A dot N-Z. Wonderful. That's got all the info um, if anyone has any more, um, I guess, questions on some of the benefits or how they can expect to feel, then it's all on our website. Thank you so much for your time being on the Fierce Fitness Podcast. It was our pleasure to have you. Oh, thanks, Nats. It was great to be here. Bye. You've been listening to the Fierce Fitness Podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed the show, why not leave us a review? For more, you can visit newshub.co.nz slash podcasts.